Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So inflation, according to reports this week, rose rose to 3.3% in July. Consumer prices rose as well. And for the first time since before the pandemic, Canada's inflation rate higher than that of the United States. Yay. And um, according to the BMO chief economist, quote, the National Post story, there's no sense sugarcoating this one. This is not a good report for the Bank of Canada. One of the senior economists for Desjardins echoed that sentiment, but also pointed out that there are some mitigating factors. There are some positive signs on the horizon. We always look to our good friend, Professor Eric Cam, macroeconomics professor at Toronto Metropolitan University, to provide perspective. Eric, thank you for coming on. Let me get a thought from you on, first of all, on the on the story of the the wildfires and the and the impact it's having on on communities and on on people. Roy, this is so painful to listen to to watch on TV. I mean, this you know this has so much more to do with things that are not economic. These are about lives and about people. And the widespread devastation is just absolutely super hard to watch. And I'm actually not looking forward to, as much as I always look forward to going back to school in a couple of weeks and having my students, some of which probably are going to come from these areas. I don't know if they're going to be able to get to school. I don't know if they're going to get to Toronto to be able to go to school or if they're going to be forced into online. I don't frankly know what's left of their lives, but I know by demography and some of the data that we have students who live in these areas and I, my heart bleeds. I don't know what to do. And it, it also just makes you put a pause and say, we're talking about inflation and inflation is, is horrible, especially right now, but boy, it's not as horrible as watching everything you own burn in a fire. Yeah. Yeah. No question. But it is an important issue, and it does affect people right across this country, and it's one that we cannot uh, afford to um, set aside. So let's do it. Let's talk about um, about what's going on and the BMO chief economist Don Drummond's assessment of the figures released last week. And uh, Mr. Drummond, according to the Post, said, uh, where did this go now? That this is not something you can sugarcoat. It's not a good report, I'm paraphrasing, for the Bank of Canada. Agree? Uh, there's no reason not to agree. The only thing you've said so far that I disagree is I think you tangentially said that someone said, well, there is some good news and I'm struggling to find it, to be honest with you. I, I sat down this week and I kind of drew up what I thought would be some good questions for my students when I get back to school. And I, I really thought, well, you know, since I use the Roy Green show liberally as a teaching tool, um, your listeners are a little bit like a classroom. And I thought to myself, well, let's just throw them out to them. And so I really have five questions right now, Roy, that we can address uh, all, some, part, or whatever you want. Number one is, are we as a country drawing closer to a recession? Have we tamed this inflation monster yet? What's the outlook for economic growth? Is anything happening with wages? And are we finished with interest rate hikes? And I'm willing to talk about any of those five questions, but as they say on TV, spoiler alert, I'm struggling to find the positive here and to um, jump to the thesis of my story. I think my biggest problem is what the central bank 
isn't telling you, is not telling you. They are not telling you. Um, they're telling you that aggregate demand is outstripping aggregate supply and too much money is being spent compared to the production of goods and services. That's true. But they're not telling you how people are, are doing that. You know, we heard for years, Roy, during the pandemic, there were these great big pots of money and people were going to draw on them. And I think now we know that that's garbage. Well, if that's garbage, then people are going to start drowning in debt if they're not drowning in debt already. It's the only other thing that we can grasp at to say, what are people spending? And then number two, what the central bank isn't telling us, and I don't know why, except for maybe widespread fear. And this goes back to your interview two interviews ago. Interest income, interest on mortgages has become the largest, fastest growing part of inflation. And the central bank, with all due respect, doesn't seem to be doing anything about that. And that's where it leaves us, Roy. It leaves me with five questions that I'm struggling to find some positives. And these these and coming back to debt levels and interest income. And I'm really befuddled, to be honest with you, Roy. Yeah, you know, we uh, we just in the last hour um, interviewed a lawyer in Vancouver, Robert Patterson. He's a lawyer and tenant advocate at the Tenant Resource and Advisory Center, TRAC, in Vancouver. That was amazing in a, in a mind-blowing way. Over $3,000 a month for a one-bedroom apartment is normal now. Pushing 50K after-tax dollars for a two-bedroom, okay? For a person or a family not earning over $100,000, that's now an impossibility, even if you decide only to eat potato chips and beans. So, to me, that just brought, brought this whole picture into a sharp focus. The, these, the, the big picture that we're talking about, and the smaller, the, the, the minor, I don't know if it's a smaller, but a dimensionally smaller story uh, of, of rents in, in Vancouver and across the country, they are just inexorably tied together. That one speaks to the other, the other speaks to the other, Right. Well, that's exactly right. And let me just tell you tangentially, I love potato chips and beans. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, but it's, you know what? They're Maybe my dinner right. tonight. And I think, well, okay, it could be mine too. My wife's not home. But if you look at- Well, let's get together society, and let's sit together and have potato chips and beans. I'll bring the beans. How's right. that? <laughs> I'm um, sure you if will. You look, if you look at how the housing market worked for many years, you could argue probably a century, people rented while they were saving money to purchase their that's house. Right, that's right. And now you have to be wealthy to rent. So You have to take in somebody with you so you can afford to rent. That's right. So let's go over the options. Right now in Canada, most people cannot afford to buy a house and most people cannot afford to rent a house. I don't have to tell you that the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, John McKay, once said, we can't win at home, we can't win on the road, and we're running out of places to play. Calls it like he sees it. That's why we love to have him on the program. Uh, and he likes beans and potato chips. So how can you not like Eric if he likes beans and potato chips? Um, to me, that's like gourmet dining. Throw a beer in there, man, and I'm wearing a tux. The inflation rate rose to 3.3% in July from 2 point something in June. Uh, consumer prices up as well. For the first time since before the pandemic, Canada's inflation was higher than that of the, uh, the United States. And uh, Eric, it's... Um, what uh, Randall Bartlett, Senior Director of Canadian Economics at Desjardins, said. Um, so this is, the, this is the line from the Post. While a modest up uptick had been expected, Tuesday's data, quote, blew the doors off 
economists' forecasts, end quote. Now, here's what I don't understand and will ask you to interpret, please. Because to me, it's like somebody took a bunch of words and threw them at a fan. However, Bartlett argues that key measures that the Bank of Canada looks at showed signs of improvement. The bank's preferred CPI median and trimmed mean slowed slightly, and its newest measure of core inflation, which excludes shelter, fell to 4.2% annualized from 4.26% in June. What's he saying? What he's saying is that statistics are a really fun toy when you're good at them. And you can look at many things, as the Bank of Canada does, many different ways. There are, no joke, hundreds of ways to measure inflation. And you can leave in what you want, and you can take out what you want, and you can do that to make yourself look better than you are, if you need that to be your case, or worse than you are, if you need that to be the case. So what they're trying to do is kind of grasp at straws and say, well, possibly one or two things in this aggregate basket of good um, are down. But I've never quite understood that that look over there, not over here philosophy. The bottom line, Roy, is they can they can cherry pick the numbers that they want. We measure things as an aggregate and on aggregate prices are still rising. And the other thing I like from the article you sent me, because it actually made me laugh out loud, seeing me in a tuxedo does too. But anyway, <laughs> is they someone said in the article that there were idiosyncratic factors. I love that line. Things. I'm going to oh, use it. I love, this. Oh, I love it goodness. because they related it to Alberta electricity prices. There's nothing idiosyncratic about Alberta electricity prices. We know they've completely fumbled their the resources sector. So there's nothing syncretic about this at all. And and so, you know, I try to pull the veil off of this a little bit. It's not fair to people to cherry pick and say, well, look over here. Here's a couple things that came down. Bottom line, food is up. Electricity is up. Gas is up. Interest is up. Rent is up. What else do you need, Roy, to know that we are in a very bad place? So that's a roof over your head, food on your plate, and transportation to get you where you want to go. All up. All up. That's right. So the so as I always make a joke, but it really isn't funny, if you believe in luxuries like feeding and housing your family, this is really not a great time for you to be alive. And it's not. And, you know, you always ask me, what do your students think? Well, my students think that this is a disaster. And my students think that their parents and their grandparents are not leaving them much of a world. Yeah. And I, I try to come back and say that, you know, things happen, things can change, things can moderate. And as the one thing I've learned in economics, what goes up must come down and then goes back up again. So there is some cyclical nature to this, and it won't always be this bad. But the question is, Roy, and I, I, I hate to end it on this, but if it's not always this bad, what if it's worse? And what Well, if the that's my question for life, you. Right? What if they get more expensive? Yeah. Well, that's my question for you. Do we have any idea? Because here we are, as you uh, say, going up, going down. We're yo-yoing. Uh, do we have any idea now? I mean, any idea, any coherent thought and, and, and triptych, there's an old term, um, that tells us where we are in fact headed. Are we, are we, or are we just getting in the car, pointing the hood down the road, and God knows where we'll wind up? Well, to use another old term, when you pull out the pearlies right now, the map is very cloudy. I mean, again, the Bank of Canada is doing all it can do, but I think it's showing the population that they weren't as adept at fighting inflation as they thought. And 
it's kind of for the government. It is a nothing more than an admission of guilt of the errors they made, the drastic errors they made during the pandemic in printing that much money. There's a lot of, quote unquote, blood on a lot of people's hands, Roy. And I just wish some people would say that rather than cherry picking that one thing in a basket of goods of 2000 things got cheaper. Yeah. Do you like a tuxedo? You know, I borrowed it from my brother, to be completely honest with you, because I didn't own my own. But I got to say, once every 20, 30 years, you look pretty good. Yeah, I, I had a really nice tuxedo, actually a very nice tuxedo that I spent a considerable amount of money for, on rather. And I took it took it back with me when I left Ontario for nine years in 2007, had it hanging in a closet in its proper bag, you know, they come with a really nice bag. And it got burned up in the house fire we had. Our house got destroyed in a fire in 2012. And uh, I never bothered buying another one. <laughs> Honest to God, I'd never need another one until, you know, that final that final trip in the tuxedo. But um, I don't know why I asked you that, but uh, the, 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 the baked beans and the potato chips, I mean, it's that's gourmet dining. But it's not funny because some people are doing that while they're trying to just survive. Eric, you're uh, you're a, you're a, a pearl, a pearl of wisdom. You're always great. Thank you so much for the time. It's an honor, Roy. Stay healthy. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.